Welcome to the Marvelous Madams podcast, where we are burdened with the glorious purpose of talking all things Marvel. I'm your host, Madam Amy. As part of our Marvelous Artist series, I'm talking with fan artists, cosplayers, and other hands-on creators who are passionate about the Marvel Universe. In this latest installment of our Marvelous Artist series, I'm chatting with Sam, a professional illustrator who prefers the more serious side of Marvel. He joins me today from sunny Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the show, Sam. Hi, hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. So, Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I am working illustrator, and mm-hmm. I happen to also love comic book superheroes, men and women in tights. Um, <laughs> I've, I've also liked DC, and I, I still do, but Marvel has always been my bread and butter. Okay. So you're, you're a fan of the comics as well, right? Yep, that's how it all started. Um, I was just a little boy. I happened to pick up some comic books. And then that's where all this happened. My fandom and my desire to be an artist. It all stemmed from comic books. And when did you hear about or how did you come across the movies? Well, interestingly, even as a child... I would say maybe around fourth grade. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Yeah, no, second, third, third, around third, third or fourth grade. I saw X-Men and Spider-Man, Brian Singer's X-Men and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And also around that age, I was becoming more tech savvy. So I right. started researching anything I could find about those movies and the sequels coming up. So I've always, always tried to, uh, be a part of the hype train and see when you know the new movies are coming out or what the rumors are saying and all that so i uh came across all that mcu stuff like back in 2006 because i i also i'm a frequent comic-con attender san diego comic-con okay and before it got awful And awful, what I mean by awful is like, you know, packed like elbow to elbow. Mm-hmm. There was a time and place where Hall H, you could simply just walk in and see what's coming up. And around 06, I went in for Spider-Man 3 initially, but Kevin Feige was there. John Favreau was there. Avi Arad was there presenting Marvel Studios. And I was like, mm, I better check this out. And that's when, you know, Feige announced this big plan that would one day lead to the Avengers. And since then it had my attention. Okay. And that's how I've, I've always in the MC has always had my attention since around Oh six. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. I heard about it when Iron Man came out. I wasn't comics weren't on my radar before that. Hmm. Uh, do you cosplay as well? No, I, I, I don't. It's not. Again, even as a kid, I never really liked to dress up. I just never liked it. Although my girlfriend does, but uh, I don't, I don't really like the cosplay. I, I do appreciate all the hard work that goes into cosplayers, but me personally, I'm not, I'm not a huge cosplayer. Okay. Yeah. It certainly takes a lot of commitment. Yeah, it does. And if I were to cosplay, I would probably do the best I can to make it look cool. <laughs> yeah. Which can be very expensive. True. Agreed. So, who's your favorite superhero from the comics? It's the, um, it's all I've always liked. I have five in Marvel. I like just love them equally. Um, that's Cap, Captain America, mm-hmm. 
Spider Spider Man, of course. Mm-hmm. The Hulk. Okay. The Punisher and the Fantastic Four. Those were like my I loved all uh those uh those characters. Okay. So you obviously must have seen the Fantastic Four movies. Did you enjoy those? No. <laughs> but <laughs> but here's what I'll say. That was the expected answer. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I don't I didn't hate Chris Evans and Michael Chiklis or Yoan, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yoan mm-hmm. Gruffid. But I, I wasn't huge on Jessica Alba or uh, Julian McMahon. Uh, no fault to their own, because mm-hmm. I, you know, oh, I think the first one came out in 05, uh, at a time when it wasn't as refined as it is today, the genre. Yeah. So correct. I can I can forgive a lot of. It is cheesy, and I do enjoy a couple moments, but overall, it's just not very good. And I can't say much for the 2015 adaptation either. That one. Wasn't good as well, and being a diehard Fantastic Four fan, I just whoever thought it was a good idea to give Doctor Doom electrical powers, and I just want to strangle that person. <laughs> but I I'm very pleased that in my lifetime I'll finally get one decent, hoping it will be a decent adaptation from Kevin Feige and his crew at Marvel Studios. Yes, they have announced Fantastic Four, so yes, hopefully it should be good, and. But till date, Kevin Feige has not let us down. Yeah, um, overall, he's, you know, I think he's a once-in-a-generation producer. True, yeah. And Marvel is lucky to have him. They really are. I read an interview with Ben Affleck recently, and he mentioned him. And I agree with what he says. He, Kevin knows how to, uh, he knows just enough to, like, pull in and pull out. And he knows when to you know be funny when to be dramatic when to be scary when to be epic like he knows his audience very very well yeah yeah he knows how to balance it all keep it interesting for everyone the diehard comic fans the newcomers casual fans he knows how to balance it yeah 100 percent. yeah so from the movies who would you say is your favorite adaptation of the superheroes obviously i adore Chris Evans's Captain America. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's funny? Well, what's funny when he was announced? I think back in 2010, and I remember like looking up, you know, the casting rumors and the news, and I looked at the trades, and there were all these names. But when I heard his name, it just clicked because I had just seen Sunshine. Okay. Uh, Danny Boyle's Sunshine. Right. And I, that was the first time I actually saw him act seriously. Because okay. I've, I've known him through Fantastic Four and Not Another Teen Movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the backlash. Like, everybody was hating on his casting. But, and I'm just going to gloat here a little, but I was the, <laughs> one of the few that was like, no, no, no. He's got this. He's, I think he can do it. And plus, I, I felt like he looked the part the best in comparison to the actors that were being mentioned for the role. So. I think Captain America is like the heart and soul of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. But I, I also like Iron Man as well. I, I was never huge on Iron Man. I, I have read some of his comics. And the only one that interested me was Extremis by Warren Ellis and drawn by Adi Granov. Okay. But prior to that, I, I didn't really care for him. And then, you know, Downey did his magic. Favreau did his magic. And right. 
I, I like the the contrast between both of them. I, I think, you know, like I said, I think Steve is, you know, the beating heart. And but I think uh, Tony Stark is like the swagger and the personality, like the face. Yeah. And yeah. I, I like that. I like that contrast between the both. I think they handled that very, very well. So Iron Man and Cap. I do like Benedict. That's strange. Mm-hmm. And I like Holland as Spidey. Mm hmm. And uh, I would say Chadwick is great. And uh, right now, because of WandaVision, uh, I think Lizzie Olsen is like superb as Wanda. Yeah, she's fantastic. So you've been following WandaVision? I have, yeah, I have. I have caught up. <laughs> okay. Did you watch the episode today yet? I, I, I did. I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you thinking? I admit I had a, I, uh, it was a little difficult for me to kind of get into it. Like mm-hmm. I appreciated the throwback of like old fashioned television and sitcom, right. but like, you know, I didn't like, there was no, I didn't know anything like, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't understand like why it's like this, but now like we're getting into the meat of the story. It's, it really has my interest. And in episode three where she, there's a moment where I was really scared of her. Yeah. 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 So like I, yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued how this will all play out. Yeah, and even uh, the moment in this episode where we get an extended version of that scene with Geraldine or Monica, however you address her, that was pretty creepy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and that vision scene, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. So are you into shipping in any way? I don't really particularly mind. I just go with the flow. Okay. Yeah. So there's not some particular relationship that speaks to you not not particularly okay i guess the one that does is i really like steve and tony again i like their relationship a lot their complex relationship especially in civil war it was really fleshed out Mm -hmm. i think one of the one of my favorite parts in that film is when they're just talking in that room and just trying to understand where they're coming from right you don't really see that often Yeah, so that's true. To see that was really fulfilling. I, I like the little relationship moments that they have throughout with their BFFs, you know, Tony mm-hmm. and Rhodey at the end. And yeah. I, I think this part gets overlooked a lot, but I love the scene where they arrive in Siberia and Steve reflects on Bucky spending $12 to get some sort of teddy bear for this for his date. Mm-hmm. And for me, what makes that scene very memorable is in that in a span of one minute, like I got their friendship. Right. Yeah. And and same for Rhodey and Tony at the end. Right. So yeah, I I would I would say those those two are like is a relationship that speaks to me very well. Okay. And I think yes, that their relationship has been a very important part of the first three phases of the movies. And now when both of them are out of the picture, I'm curious to see how that plays out. Same here, but I think they'll be back some way, somehow. Well, there are rumors for Chris Evans. Yes, I'm there sure was. you've heard of those. Yeah. Yep, there was. I saw that. And I, I'm a bit torn because, I mean, more Cap is great. Mm-hmm. More Iron Man is great. But um, the thing is, you uh, killed one of them and the other one got old and retired. Yeah. And to take that away, and I hate it when comic books do this too. 
it, it just <laughs> it loses that merit. Yeah, then the stakes are lowered. Yes, exactly. But if I'm not mistaken, the rumors that I heard for Chris Evans was that he's coming back as Captain Hydra. I saw those. I'll believe it when I see it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you said that comics were your inspiration to get into illustration and art in the first place. Yes. What made you start actually creating for the MCU or for Marvel? Simply because I was just a huge fan. And, you know, like drawing superheroes has given me a lot of fulfillment and joy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's primarily the reason why I do it. It's it's just fun. Okay. Yeah. It's also like a break from more serious work when you're, you know, really inundated with something or struggling with something. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So what kind of training do you have as an artist? I went to an art school, Academy of Art University in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Just five years of uh <laughs> blood sweat and tears because um <laughs> you know when when you uh have some ability to draw in high school you kind of have an ego because everybody thinks you're great right and then you go to art college and you just see the work that's been displayed and you're you're really humbled like right away day one yeah and i i recall just going into the building and looking at some of the artwork that was there and i was like wow like, I can't believe I, I think I'm good. <laughs> um, so I knew day one uh, when I got my first semester, I was like, OK, it's this is it's going to be a long grind. But, you know, if I want to do this, if I actually want to make a career out of this, then I better stick with it and commit. And I, I, re- I did receive a lot of training. I li- my first couple of years were just foundational, you know, getting okay. the an- anatomy correct, getting perspective, like not right. just like the body perspective, but like you know, environment perspective, like buildings, cars, trees, helicopters, learning how to draw the things we don't want to draw, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, copying from still life. It's just so that we know the very basic fundamentals of correct anatomy and perspective. And then after that, then I got to move on to what I really wanted to do, which was major in illustration. And that's where I picked and choose what classes I wanted to take. And you know, lots of rigorous training, professors that don't pull any punches, uh, <laughs> can be quite mean. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, you know, I appreciated that. I needed I needed to hear, I needed them to have high expectations so that, because they warned us all that, you know, they don't sugarcoat anything. You know, working as an artist is not easy. <laughs> and, you know, they're the, they're the first ones to tell us all, like, it's brutal, it's, you know, it's thankless, and it can be unforgiving. And mm-hmm. there are dry streaks. You yeah, know, sometimes you yeah. might have, you know, a lot of work coming in. Sometimes you won't. Like, just, they all, they all warned us, you better be sure if you want to do this. And it helped me understand a lot about my field. Yeah, the creative line overall is a very difficult place to be in. And the whole feast and famine cycle is just, we all have to go through that. So what medium do you use to create your artworks? I primarily use uh, markers called Copic markers. They're they're the best okay. brand, be mainly because they have refillable ink and they are non-alcoholic, I believe, and they the ink quality blends very very well. Okay. And I also use digital a lot as well. It's a balance between markers and my Wacom tablet. Okay. You use a Wacom tablet, so I'm assuming you use a PC or a Mac. Mac, yeah. Right. So Photoshop Photoshop all the way. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Do you have any favorite pieces of your own artwork that you've created? I think it's at Ultron because that's when I I felt personally I leveled up. Right. Okay. Yeah, that that Ultron I worked on, I felt like it's been a couple of years, but I felt that's I was at a place at uh, after completing that illustration, I was like, I feel good about this one. Right. So that yeah. that Ultron, I think that Ultron for me uh is up there. Yeah, it looks fantastic. It's pretty realistic actually <laughs> thank you thank you so the thanos one i'm assuming you've done bef- after that as well yes yes i did that one after yes after yeah. i yes i did okay because unlike the the cosmic background but it doesn't fully take over you have him thanos just kind of standing out of it yes and that was before they updated his look i had no idea that they were going to do that so it's it's quite old <laughs> yeah but i think well you because you're the artist you'd realize that but i wouldn't think of that i i think it looks pretty good as thanos maybe the coloring slightly which they did yes change definitely but beyond that i think it looks fantastic appreciate it thank you so are you a fan of any other artists in this fandom or any favorite comic book artists you know i worship the concept artists who work for Marvel Studios. Mm-hmm. Ryan Minerding, Andy Park, mm-hmm. Charlie Wen, Phil Saunders, Jackson C., Anthony Francisco, Carlo Ortiz, you name it. Like I'm forgetting a couple, but they literally bring those characters to life. Yeah. And I spe- especially Ryan. Ryan and not just Ryan, but all of them. Like I all the stuff you see in my work, I, I stole <laughs> from them. <laughs> they, they're, they're, they're just on a league of their own. And yeah. I do like, you know, if I had any superpower, I wish I could steal their abilities. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so, and I, I, I buy almost every concept art book that comes out. And, you know, if I feel lazy or uninspired, I just look at that book and be like, damn, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta get grinding. Um, right. And I, for comic book artists, Alex Ross mm-hmm. and Brian Hitch were the two main comic artists I always looked up to. Okay. Um, I, Ross, you know, his paintings, when I, you know, read, read look through his work on some of his uh, published works like Marvels or Justice or Kingdom Come, it's like I'm, I'm actually there, like witnessing right. all this because it's so realistic. Very Norman, mm-hmm. uh, very Norman Rockwell inspired, and for Hitch, I mean, it's like in, in it's more traditional in the sense of comic book art. It's inked, but he also draws it very realistically, and he he tells his story, his sequential stories in in a way where it feels very cinematic. So for Hitch, right. it's like I'm watching a movie as well, like especially like his work on the Ultimates with Mark Millar, mm-hmm. um, just you know, blew my mind as a kid. Okay. So yeah, so I'd say those those artists are just, yeah, huge influence on me. So for our listeners who maybe are not into the comics or are not sure what to read next, what would you recommend? Truthfully, I haven't picked up a comic in a while because I've been busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but some of my favorite stories, um, I think Mark Millar's and Brian Hitch's Ultimates Volume 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. I think the MCU took a lot of inspiration from those. I saw a lot of similarities. And granted, um, you know, just 
if anybody is going to check them out. The uh, Ultimates is a little more uh, mature. Okay. Uh, not as not as kid friendly. We are not a kid friendly podcast, so you don't need to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, I, I would really, I would encourage Ultimates one and two, not three, just one and two. Okay. Um, you know, I would also recommend some of the old stuff that I really loved reading back then was Civil War, mm-hmm. another Mark Millar uh, entry. I also love Ultimate Spider-Man by Bendis and drawn okay. by Mark Bagley. All of it, like, you know, I, I loved Ultimate Spider-Man. As, as I was growing up reading 616, which is like the normal Marvel timeline, mm-hmm. and the Ultimate Marvel, I always leaned towards, uh, more towards Ultimate Marvel. I thought they were a little more bold. Okay. So definitely uh, Ultimate. Some of the Ultimate stuff, like definitely Spider-Man and the Ultimates. And Civil War was 616, so you know I, I do recommend that as well. Mm-hmm. There's I forget the title of this, but my favorite Fantastic Four run was by also again Mark Millar and uh, <laughs> Brian Hitch. Um, I can't remember what the, the exact title was, but if you Google it, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, the Fantastic Four by Mark Millar and Brian Hitch. That's also okay. great. Say I would say those. Like I and oh. I always go back to reading those as well if I'm bored. <laughs> okay. So, do you have any? hopes or aspirations of being a comic book illustrator yourself or a storyboard uh, illustrator? Yes and no. And I say that because when I went to school, I wanted to be a comic book artist. Okay. And then I took comic book art courses and I, you know, my teacher was honest with me. And after hearing what he had to say, I had to, I've kind of reconsidered. Okay. Because it it is very very brutal, the the comic mm. book industry, and in truth, it's not as consistent as one might think. Unless you're like Jim Lee or Alex Ross, right? You know what I you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I was sort of thinking at the time. Okay, well then, maybe I should try storyboarding because there's always tons of commercials and music videos and movies that may or may not get made and that need some sort of storyboards. Right. And I knew, you know, and I, I did, I took like two or three comic book courses and I knew how to do sequential work. Now it's a matter of actually just, you know, capturing that beat for beat in real time. So I tried storyboarding for mm-hmm. a while. Mm-hmm. It was, it did pay okay, <laughs> but it was also, you know, very cut and dry as, as well. So right. yeah, I've kind of been there and done that. Okay, <laughs> and you know, I I have worked for Upper Deck uh, Entertainment, which is a trading card company, and I right. did some sketch artwork for Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Right now, at the moment, I'm I guess I'm trying to figure out what I want to do next. But I'm very uh, fulfilled right now at my current position, illustrating for the National Football League. That's good. That's yeah. fantastic. Thank you. But never say never. I would, you know, it, it is a bucket list, like to maybe, you know, get, to, get an opportunity to illustrate like a cover or uh, an issue for Marvel or possibly work for Marvel Studios. <laughs> yeah. It is a bucket list of mine. Yeah. yeah, I think that's in a lot of people's bucket list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you create fan books for any other fandoms? Well, yeah, you know, a little DC, a little Star Wars, but Marvel was 
that's like been like my, my love. So it's primarily Marvel. But yeah, you know, I've dabbled on Star Wars and DC as well. Okay. So Sam, where can people find you online? You can find me at Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. My username is SML Shin, spelled S-M-L-S-H-I-N. Okay. And um, my website is just SamuelShin.com. Okay. Do you take commissions? I do if I have the time. You can always just drop a personal message and ask. If I have the time, I will accept. All right. Well, Sam, it was wonderful speaking to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. No problem. It was fun. Thank you. You can also find Sam's work on our website, themarvelousmadams.com, where he's featured as a marvelous artist for the month of February. And you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MarvelMadams. Thank you for listening and join us next week for our regularly scheduled programming.